Well, welcome to the fourth Sunday in Advent. With this poor candle, doesn't have much time to burn, does it? You know, I lit it this morning. I went. I'm going to let you burn all day just to catch up. A couple of days before Christmas, fourth Sunday in Advent, and what a wonderful time Advent is. Because remember when you were a child, and those of you who are, you know, remember how or recall how wonderful it is to anticipate the gifts you're going to receive for Christmas. I can remember as a child, we used to, my mom would get mad, we used to shake the packages just to see what was in there. And you know, after a couple weeks of that, they started to rattle. I didn't know what that meant, but uh, they always came broken. But anyway, this excitement that we have to see what is going to be the gift that we're going to receive for Christmas is a very Advent thing. For we are in Advent and our job in this time is to anticipate with great reflection and joy. Last week was Gerate Sunday. Rejoice because we know that the Savior who has been foretold from the beginning of time is coming. And so this homily today on the fourth Sunday of Advent is basically given in order for you and I to understand what it is that God the Father is giving us on Christmas Day. For in the readings today, we see the first two, we see the very first one by Micah, the prophet, where he says that the Savior will be born in a place that you do not expect, in a humble and quiet place, Bethlehem. No one would anticipate that. But God the Father has absolute design to bring us a Savior. And in the second reading, we see St. Paul talking to the Hebrews. And in that one, he says that the, the practice of offering a lamb, a spotless lamb, is insufficient. Well, let's go there just for a little bit. Let's go there just for a minute. You know, the Jews desperately wanted to become one with Yahweh. They wanted to be his people and to please him. And I think you all know, Old Testament, being people yourselves, how easy it is for us to disappoint God the Father. Our intentions are good and our will is weak. Yes? Yes. And so the Jews, God the Father gave them something tangible. He asked them to give him something of great value, of great worth, a spotless lamb. I don't want that kid lamb over there. I don't want that, that goat that can't walk most perfect, most marketable, most valuable lamb that your community can deliver, and you are to sacrifice that spotless lamb to me so that I might do two things with it. One, as it burns, for it to send the smoke from you to me so that I might know that it is your desire to be in recompense with me, for us to be in community. And then the second thing is the blood of that lamb was put in a bowl and hyssop, very much like our aspergillum, would, would, gotta careful with this step here, would throw the blood on the people. He would throw the blood on the people and they'd be wearing white and they'd get marked with the blood of the lamb. And they wore that marking of the blood of the lamb with pride because they were God's chosen people. And they were marked by the very blood of the sacrifice that God the Father had ordained. But as St. Paul tells the Hebrews, this is insufficient. This lamb cannot be perfect enough. And in the design and in the original concept from the Father, he knew he was going to send us 
a Savior, a Son, His only Son, by His perfect nature, would be the only thing that could possibly relieve us of our sins. You know, every Mass that we go to, Father will pray what we call a Eucharistic prayer. There's four of them. There's actually a few others more for very special occasions. But there's four that we hear regularly, actually three that we hear quite commonly. Eucharistic prayer one, Eucharistic prayer two. Two is the real short one. Uh, daily Mass, very common. Three is the one we normally hear on Sundays. But on holy days of obligation and high feasts, and quite frankly, on any Sunday, a priest could choose Eucharistic prayer one. And I want you to listen very carefully. I've asked Father Richard to pray Eucharistic prayer one for us this morning. Because in it, it illustrates exactly what we are unwrapping on Tuesday from God the Father. It describes our gift from him that we will receive. It describes the Savior in the following terms. And listen for these right after the consecration. Father will consecrate the bread and the wine and he will, it will be the body and blood and then he will go on in the prayer and right there, listen for these words. For the Father gave us a perfect victim, a holy victim, a spotless victim, so that we might have eternal life, the eternal bread of life, and the chalice of salvation. My brothers and sisters, Tuesday, quite frankly, metaphorically Tuesday, every day, this gift is given to you and I right here and at every altar around the world and in heaven. This perfect victim. This spotless victim. This holy victim. How beautiful these words. What a beautiful gift. Let's recognize in this last couple days of Advent that we should be thrilled, excited, in great anticipation for this Christmas actually means our salvation is come in the flesh. And Mary, Blessed Virgin Mary, always the perfect example. She is told by Elizabeth in the Gospel, Blessed are you, for you believe the words of the Lord when they were spoken to you. Elizabeth was speaking for God and telling Mary, Congratulations, Good job. You believed what the angel spoke to you from me. And my brothers and sisters, this is our response at Christmas time. Mary's response. You and I, intellectually, we know everything that I just said to you. There's no news here. You all know this. But the call, my brothers and sisters, is for you to do what Mary did. For me and you and I to do what Mary did. For us to believe and act with the words of God the Father. That he has sent us the perfect Lamb of God. The perfect victim. 
the holy victim, the spotless victim. I wish you the holiest two days of anticipation and Advent and a very Merry Christmas. May God continue to bless you.